Hello and welcome to episode 110 of Together BHA. My name is Josh. Uh, as I said on Sunday, uh, we are here. We are back for another uh, quick bite at the uh, at the old cherry here. Um, with episode 110, we'll be covering the Manchester City match. Uh, we'll also be taking a look ahead to Leeds, of course. Um, and then we will also be taking a look uh, that... A couple of ideas um, around the Albion and, and their ability to score goals and let goals in um, that I found pretty interesting, um, and, and hopefully you do too. Uh, we have a we have a not a lot to look at. It'll be a brief kind of in-depth look. Um, as always, let me thank my Patreons first and foremost. Uh, Nick Murray, uh, the the OG, um, is now on his like fourth month as my official Patreon. Thank you very much, Nick Murray. Uh, Daniel Lawrence signed up this month uh, on my birthday of all days. Thank you very much. Happy birthday to me uh, on January 2nd. And then we had two Patreon subscribers come up yesterday. Uh, Alex Pressland, uh, very, 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 very big thank Thank you to you and then Sarah Ellis uh, thank you very much to Sarah as well um, if any of you want to come on the show uh, let me know and we will get it underway and um, for sure no worries about that um, so other than that uh, we will uh, take a deep dive um, in fact that's a lie we already have a no that's a lie again never mind yeah Daniel Daniel Lawrence uh, has already um, messaged me uh, about coming on the show. So Daniel will be on in the near future as a Patreon subscriber. So thank you very much. Um, I will be in touch. Uh, I am just, I've just been insane this month, this week. All right, cool. So first things first, uh, Manchester City versus Brighton of Albion. Uh, you know, we had been kind of hampered somewhat uh, with, the, with the game uh, on the weekend against Newport in that FA Cup tie. Um, you know, having to play that extra 30 minutes of game time was was probably something that we did not expect or want, right? Who wants to play more right after Christmas as well? Um, but that is what it is. And, and that was kind of after that extra time came along. I said it this weekend, you know, you're probably going to see a, a fair bit of rotation coming in. Um, not least because, you know, you also have a, a pretty lengthy injury list at this point. Um, which is is not getting any better. Um, I think we've pretty much got it covered now, uh, for sure, as to what that injury looks injury list looks like. Um, injured currently is Tarek Lamptey. We we've been told we do not know when Tarek will be back. Uh, Danny Welbeck, Aaron Connolly, and now Ali Reza Yahambak have all picked up knocks along the way. Um, out due to illness. Uh, is Adam Lalana and Steven Alzate. Um, I'm not someone who is going to be spreading rumours. Um, I will just give my opinion. Um, my opinion is that whenever I hear somebody is out with illness in the last couple of months, my brain automatically jumps to COVID-19. Um, so if that is the case, uh, I, I really hope that they get well soon. If it's just a cold, I also hope they get well soon, of course. Um, but with that lingering over us, it, it, you do wonder, you know, how severe this could be, um, especially when you take a look at players like Kai Havertz, um, who has, you know, seemingly never fully recovered since he had it um, earlier on in 2020. Um, he's still struggling to get, you know, through a certain amount of time because of how damaged he's been by that. We also had uh, Bissouma. 
banned due to the yellow cards. Um, and then, of course, we also have long-term absentees, uh, Jose Izquierdo and, and Florin Andone. Um, so we were we were in a bit of a no-win situation here. Uh, but to me, I kind of... I'd kind of angled it as a win-win situation, right? That we were we were in free hit mode. Um, something I I also played in my fantasy this week. Uh, if you were paying attention, it was a big blank game week for those fantasy Premier League fans. Uh, there was plenty of double game week possibilities next week, um, and lots of lots of room to play a free hit if you so wish this week, which I did do. Um, and I was also guilty of captaining Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so that was really my fault. Uh, that that he went ahead and grabbed an assist there, um, so we came out today and and the lineup was a weird one, right? We uh, to me, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure as to as to what we were going to be lining up with. Um, you know, it the when the team came out, uh, it looked like it was going to be five at the back, but we know other teams are capable of you know mixing it up. Um, it looked to me like it was going to be Sanchez in goal, of course. Veltman at right wing back, Webster, Duncan, Byrne at the back three, and then Bernardo on the left uh, with Proper and White in the midfield, and then Trossard, Tao, and, and McAllister up front. However, uh, it very much looked to be more of a four at the back um, with Bernardo pushing up quite like quite significantly actually um almost playing as a left forward a left-sided forward um at the end of the game there so he uh he was very much up and about uh as you can see we also had you know a lot of rotation in the side um you know veltman got his start burn got back into the side bernardo playing a game proper back into the side uh mcallister who who struggled to keep himself in the side got a start uh, Percy Tao got a start, obviously. Um, some pretty big uh, youth names on the bench as well. Uh, Jensen Weir, uh, Max Sanders, Teddy Jenks, and Raider Kadra uh, all managed to get themselves on the bench. Uh, truly showing that, you know, the depth that we have is not superb, uh, but obviously Potter trusts in them very much. Um, the game itself, uh, you know, match stat-wise was was pretty much what you would expect um, for for large swaths of the game, uh, especially in that first half. Um, it looked like we were, you know, intending to do a job, uh, try and keep the team, uh, you know, out of the net as much as we can. Uh, they had eight shots to our two in that first half, uh, three on target to our none. Um, they had 70% possession, uh, you know, and were just all over it. 91% uh, pass success rate compared to our 75. Um, and were, you know, they out corner kicked us 7-1. to one. Um, What I did find interesting on a couple of the, the stats or really just the eye test, right, when you were watching some of these things take place, uh, what surprised me the most was how often they had two men um, standing in and around the corner flag when the corner was taken for either the short option or a fake or whatever they were going to do. Um, I've seen Potter get a lot of criticism um, for playing two players in and around the corner flag uh, of late. And, and it was interesting to see Pep, uh, arguably one of the greatest managerial minds in the game today, uh, taking on a similar approach. Um, I, I hope that uh, some of the fans who are... Who have, very criticized critical of that decision uh, may may take a look at that and and maybe you know revisit their their opinion on that because i thought it was um i thought it was pretty interesting 
So for the first half, it was very much attack versus defense. Um, today, I thought that we we broke very well on the counter-attack in that first half. There was a couple of very good opportunities that we created. We just weren't brutal enough to finish them off. Um, I'll be going into the player specific shortly, uh, but I thought we did a pretty good job of coming up and, and causing them problems on the counter-attack. It, it, it seemed very intentional, it seemed very calculated, um, and it seemed very much a game plan that we were pushing forward with. Uh, and, and it almost paid off on numerous occasions. Uh, Trossard had a great chance, maybe two actually, uh, proper, uh, just couldn't find the final ball two or three times as well. Um, and, you know, going into half time, it looked like we were going to, you know, come in pretty happy. Uh, however, uh, right there near the end, um, we, we did have the, the goal from Phil Foden. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne played it inside and, and Phil Foden just kind of cut inside, uh, was, was managed pretty well, I thought, by the defenders um, and then just slotted it in the bottom corner of the near post. Uh, I was surprised um, to see Sanders uh, Sanders Sanchez beat uh, is near post there. Um, that is that is something that you would definitely hear Ryan criticised for. Um, probably be told if he was taller, he would have saved it. Um, but Sanchez at six seven or whatever he is did not either. Um, not sure whether it was the positioning that was off. Uh, he did look a lot further over the goal side than I would have expected. Um, but that was you know pretty unfortunate. Um, that we we uh, we went ahead and conceded right there. However, second half of the game, we we came out and played a very different game. We decided to go toe to toe with City, um, and and it almost paid off. Honestly, um, once again, City had eight shots in that second half, only three on target. Again, uh, we had three shots, one on target. This time, slightly better. Uh, we had 40% of the possession though, um, and we cut their pass percent success rate down to 89%, and uh, a lot of their pass success rate in that final third dropped off pretty significantly, and um, we were pretty content to to push them uh, and cause them some problems in that second half uh, by pressing them pretty early on once they got into our final third. Um, you know, mostly uh, we we went ahead and, and we played for set pieces, it looked like. You know, we, we won the corner battle in the second half, three corners to their one. Uh, <clears throat> we uh, we won a fair amount of fouls uh, in their, you know, in their danger area, that, that at their half at the very least. Um, and there was a point in time where you thought, you know, maybe we could cause some pretty serious problems for them. Um, I thought the subs were pretty sensible. Uh, Tao and Proper were off. Mopai and March were on. Um, and I saw a lot of criticism about that too. You know, Tao was superb today. I'll get to that shortly. Um, but to me, I, th I, th I think I think he was taken off uh, because of how good he was. Um, I think the intention is to play him against Leeds. Uh, and, and, you know, Potter had seen enough and decided he wanted to give him a rest uh, and get those minutes, you know, cut down a little bit so he could he could get a rest in time for for the Leeds game so that is what my theory is uh, and I was pretty happy with that uh, Davy Proper was was pretty much the only one I would consider slightly off the pace today and um, so again I was fine with that substitution um, and then of course that last substitution was an interesting one uh, Davy or Leandro Trossard came off and Raider Kadra one of the one of the young men that that made the trip up north uh, actually got a debut and and you know for the small amount of you know touches of the ball he had he looked 
very much a live wire too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take part uh, slightly more as the season goes on, or at worst, uh, I would expect him to be a, a pretty serious uh, contributor to the team if we were to get relegated this year. Uh, just off of that one glance, you know, it looks like a player that is is very much up for playing that Anthony Knockart role uh, in the lower league if necessary. Overall, I thought we were pretty unlucky today, which is pretty nuts, really. Like, I think it's really cool to be able to get to the end of a game against Manchester City um, and say we were unlucky not to take a point. Um, but I, I truly believe it. Uh, Sanchez today, I thought, was was one of our weak links. Um, I thought he was, you know, out of position slightly uh, for their first goal. Um, I do think he could have done better. Uh, he almost cost us a second goal uh, with his picking up of the pass back. Um, I'm I'm not really sure what he was thinking when he when he picked that ball up. Um, you know, I thought that was pretty. It was just naive rookie keeper stuff, um, and and hopefully he will slowly but surely stamp those things out. Um, and then he almost cost us a third uh, with the with the penalty giveaway. Thankfully, uh, Raheem Sterling has been watching uh, Albion penalty shootouts because he decided to somehow take a worse penalty um, than anybody else uh, that I saw against Newport, and and that includes Trossard and and Bissouma. Um, I thought the penalty was an absolute bloody disaster, and it was great. Um, I'm just drinking because I need it. It's been a long day. Uh, Dan Byrne, uh, I thought he was okay today. Um, you know, not his his worst performance, that is for sure. Um, I've seen a lot worse from him. Um, he struggled the further wide he was asked to get. Uh, when he was asked to tuck in, it was good. Um, it was beyond frustrating to watch him play players onside. He, he is just that half a second off Premier League pace. And when Duncan Webster... And White, if he's there, are moving in line in tandem to play an offside trap, or not even just play an offside trap, just play a line. Uh, Burn is behind them by just half a second, but it's enough for players like Kevin De Bruyne today to get in behind and almost score. Um, you know, he would have been responsible for playing him on side today. Luckily, Sanchez made a great save. Uh, Sanchez was responsible for a couple of superb saves as well today. So I don't want to, you know put it all on Sanchez as, as having a bad performance. There were some really good stuff in there as well uh, that, you know, bode well, incredibly well for the future. Um, Dan Byrne, you know, he also was was a statistical, pretty pretty solid defensive player. Uh, three successful tackles, second highest in the team. Uh, three interceptions, top in the team. Uh, and then four successful clearances, uh, also second highest in the team. Um, offensively, he he did not particularly contribute, which is just fine. Um, you know, he he was not asked to do that kind of left wing back role today, so that would make sense. Uh, Lewis Dunk and Adam Webster, uh, I thought were good today. They they pretty much did what you would hope they would do. Uh, defensively, I thought that you know Ben White and not Ben White, Lewis Dunk and Adam Webster were pretty solid at the back. Uh, Adam Webster comes in with a with a team high of six clearances and a team high of three blocked shots. Uh, also got a yellow card for his troubles uh, for a pretty silly challenge uh, towards the end. Um, but I thought that Webster and Dunk did pretty well at the back again. Uh, and I think that, you know, Veltman uh, struggled. 
Um, I think he was put in a really tough spot on that right-hand side. Uh, he did come away with uh, second most clearances joint with Dan Byrne uh, and second most successful tackles joint with Dan Byrne. Um, but he was he was just in a bit of trouble today. Um, you know, he was he was given a lot of problems uh, down that side. Um, and, you know, it was one of those games where he was expected to be one of the focal points. You know, he ended up with 60 touches, uh, which was the most on the team. So, so this was a man that was, you know, expected to be one of those one of those focal points to get the ball out and and push it further forward. Um, and unfortunately, uh, he he was just pressed so drastically um, that that he struggled. However, his pass accuracy was also very good. Um, you know, he, he did come away with, with one of the highest pass accuracies in the team. Uh, he attempted 37 passes with an 86.5% at pass accuracy rate, uh, which was, you know, one of the best in the team. Uh, you know, he only Ben White actually was above him. Um, so, you know, very good from Joel Veltman, I thought. Uh, David Proper today, I thought, was off the pace. Uh, he come away with one shot, one on target. Not a bad hit either from a corner. Uh, I thought he was pretty good um, in terms of the, you know, he helped bridge the play well, but his final ball was atrocious um, and he just looked slow. Um, he doesn't look 100% match fit yet. Uh, and it may be because he was just knackered still from the, from the game at Newport. Um, very possible. Ben White in central midfield today, I thought was probably his best game in central midfield. Uh, highest pass accuracy um, in the team, which is something you always want to see. Uh, contributed defensively. Uh, one tackle, one interception, one clearance. Uh, only committed the one foul. Um, offensively, didn't do a great deal, right? But, you know, at the same time, you're not really expecting him to. He was basically playing as a, a third centre-back if needed um, and was asked to, you know just do a defensive job, Dale Stevens-like. Um, the good thing about Ben is is he seems a lot less likely to give the ball away uh, stupidly um, as opposed to other central defensive midfielders that have been in that position before, like Dale. Um, and, you know, that's obviously something that's going to stand him in good stead. Uh, in terms of the attacking group, um, I, was, I was really impressed with all of them today, frankly. Um, the three that started up front... Uh, I thought Trossard was very lively today uh, compared to, to usual. Um, you know, he was uh, like massively uh, improved compared to, you know, the Newport game where he looked like he just did not care. Um, he looked slow. He looked off the pace. He just, he just looked like he didn't want to be there. Um, I thought he was a lot better today. Uh, he looked like he wanted to be there. He looked like he was most likely to score. Uh, for a lot of the time, he did come out of the game with the highest XG, so the highest expected goals uh, out of the team with his one shot that he had. Uh, you know, it wasn't a bad effort, too. He kind of didn't quite wrap his foot around it as much as he was hoping to. Um, he also came away with two key passes, which was the most on the team as well. Now, in terms of uh, the, the other two up front, um, you know, I, I genuinely thought... Uh, Alexis McAllister was was superb today. Um, I thought he was looked like he was going to be the more likely to create chances. Um, he also had the most ex the highest XA, so the expected assists. Um, he was top of the charts in that as well. Um, he looked the real deal today. He that's probably my best performance I've seen Alexis put in in a Brighton shirt. 
Um, it's it's one that makes me want to see an awful lot more of him. I thought he was superb, uh, and I, I hope that he starts getting a run at games um, because I think he's really something. If he plays like that more often, he's he's going to be something pretty special, um, and and I hope that we see a little bit more of that going forward um, because he is he is by far and away good enough for it. Last but not least, Percy Tau uh, making his debut up front, kind of half lead in the line, half not. Uh, came in with a with a pretty decent uh, expected assist, uh, third place with that, um, and. You know, I thought he played very well. Uh, he was an injection of pace, an injection of, of ambition. He was happy to go forward. Um, he led the team in successful dribbles. He got off a key pass. Um, he, he was certainly not afraid to defend with a tackle and an interception there as well. Um, you know, I thought Percy Tower was very solid up front. He was, you know, he was expected to do a specific job, and I think he did it very well. Um, you know, he had one of the least amount of touches in the team um, for, you know, his time on the pitch and um, with only 25 touches. Uh, but it was very clear that, that his his role was to be that outlet on the counter-attack with Trossard. Um, and I think he did a superb job at it, honestly. I was, I was very excited to see him. Um, and against worse teams, I think Tao may well... Uh, I think Percy Tao is going to rip some teams apart. Um, it's It's incredible to me that we haven't heard more of him in Belgium um, because if that's the kind of performances he's capable of putting on um, against Manchester City uh, I, th- I think he's going to be a very very dangerous customer uh, in the Premier League Solly March, Neil Mopai, Raider Kadra uh, all look pretty good coming on uh, they all did a job that they were asked to do um, you know unfortunately nothing came uh, to fruition um, and Bernardo I thought did very well today as well he was he was asked to do about six different jobs and did pretty much all of them pretty good uh, you know he is top of the table for total tackles uh, second uh, for interceptions um, I thought he did a very good job today at, at kind of keeping the ball and, and, and recycling it on and making dangerous runs down that left hand side uh, he whipped in a ball um, that if proper had got on the end of, you know, I, I expect it probably would have gone in. Um, so, to me, you know, I thought I thought Bernardo had a great game as well. Um, it was it was a it was a very solid day at the office for Bernardo. Um, there isn't really a lot of bad to say about this performance, which is weird because we lost one nil. Um, you know, Sanchez could have done better. Proper definitely was off the pace, but the rest of them I thought did very good today. They they executed the game plan. They played well. They played consistently, and it was just an unfortunate you know end to to the run. Um, I thought they did more than enough to to go on and and cause some problems for Manchester City, and they did. Um, so yeah, that was it really. Uh, One nil defeat. Uh, not particularly a surprise, um, but we we move on. Next up is Leeds. Uh, this one is going to be a very interesting one. Um, they are, as we know, incredibly uh, defensively li- like a liability at the back, frankly. Um, they are certainly not um, in, in any superb form or anything like that. Uh, you know, they have not been on a huge winning streak. They, they lost to Tottenham 
uh, you know, just on the new year. They they got beat by Crawley uh, last weekend pretty terribly. Uh, but they did also absolutely smash West Bromwich Albion and get a much-needed win uh, against, Lee, uh, against Burnley uh, around that Christmas period too. So they are... They're good enough to beat the bad teams, but they're not good enough to to compete with the good ones. Um, and a lot of those teams can find themselves in in relegation trouble if they they find a loss of momentum. Hence, what Brighton are doing right now: we're good enough to beat the bad teams, we're not good enough to beat the good ones, um, and we are finding problems because we're we're dropping in in form and confidence, and those bad teams are pull, pulling away and taking points off of us. So. For me, uh, I think, you know, it's away, it's at Leeds uh, for what all home and away advantage does these days. Um, to me, you know, it, there's not a huge amount of, of advantages that it presents. Uh, but Leeds are very much, you know, bang average uh, at home. They've played eight games, three wins, two draws, three losses, uh, scored 13, led in 13. Um, they're absolutely nothing to write home about, uh, you know, at home. Uh, whereas away from home, you know, Albion are better away from home than, than most sides uh, in and around them, that's for sure. Uh, nine points so far away from home, which is, you know, the majority of our total. Um, and you would hope that, that we will go out there and, and be positive um, and play a side that, that looks like it's here to go for it. Um, and, you know, really expose this lead side for, for the defensive, you know, liability that they are, uh, while also keeping them quiet at the back. Um, I would expect, uh, you know, us to probably play uh, a lot of football where we're going to allow them to have the ball and then break uh, because that's something that they seem to be uncomfortable doing. Um, the, the teams around them that are beating them badly are essentially just sitting back, allowing them to play their ball around and then they take the ball off them and rip them apart. Um, and that is not not good for them at all. <laughs> um, and I think I think Albion are well equipped to do that uh, with the players they have at their disposal. My starting lineup uh, to me, I think we could, should continue with a four at the back of sorts. Uh, I would like to see this weekend uh, Sanchez, um, Veltman. Actually, no, Sanchez, Ben White at right back. Uh, Duncan Webster at centre-half and Bernardo at left-back. Uh, I think he played very much well enough to keep his spot. Um, in the midfield, uh, I would like to see Bissouma, obviously, back in the side. Uh, and I would also like to see... Excuse me. I would like to see Proper continue uh, just to see if he can, you know, get back up to speed um, and, and get moving in that, in that midfield role. Because uh, it looks like, you know, the usual crew are not going to be available, right? Adam Lallana's out. Steven Alzate's out. Um, a lot of those central midfielders that we would usually rely on do not look to be available. Um, and I would rather play proper uh, at, at central midfielder than Veltman at right back uh, and White in centre midfield. And then I'd be very much happy with that front four um, of Mopai, Percy Tau, uh, Trossard, if he's fit, if not, you know, I'd be happy with Solly March there instead. And then Alexis McAllister uh, would get the start for me. Um, that front of four, I think of Alexis, Tao, Mopai uh, and, and March would be brutal. Um, and I think they would provide enough pace to cause serious issues for Leeds. So we shall see. Uh, I, I think we have every reason to, to be hopeful uh, for the game. Um, and I think there's every reason to to expect us to do pretty well. 
Now, this week I, I made a point that I feel we should still be signing a striker. Uh, and, and some people came onto social media and said that I was wrong and we need to concede less. And, uh, he's ru- and there was also people who believe that Potter has ruined our strikers. He's made them worse. Um, so I looked at the stats season by season just to see whether what I thought was true or what they thought was true or if it was something in between. And as usual, uh, when you look at these things, um, it's something in between. <laughs> um, so in 2017-18 season, uh, the Albion, they were scoring on average of 0.89 goals per game. Uh, and we were conceding an average of 1.42 goals per game. Not great, not bad, not terrible. Um, and we kept 10 clean sheets uh, in that time. We also came away with a... a pass accuracy of 75% um, and a shooting accuracy of 31%. 39 big chances created. In Hewton's second season, uh, we actually saw a drop-off on some of these things. Uh, We came away with uh, 0.92 goals per game. So we were actually, you know, performing better just in that second year. Um, But it came at the expense of defensive security uh, with conceding 1.58 goals per game uh, dropping the clean sheets from 10 to 7 uh, and then you know the the shooting accuracy dropped from 29% uh, because we were having more of them pass accuracy stayed the same uh, and our big chances created went up uh, from from tw- 13 or rather went down uh, misread it went down from th- uh, 34 to 39 i'm getting myself all mixed up they went from 39 to 34 now under potter you saw very much a reversion back to what what hewton was doing in his first season uh defensively he was he was pretty much on a par right so uh in terms of that 2019 2020 season uh, our pass accuracy went up to 81 percent six percent rise pretty significant we also went up to scoring 1.03 goals per game uh you know under hewton 0.89 and 0.91 in our 2017 2018 season uh we conceded 1.42 goals per game uh in that season the first season under potter we matched that exactly with nine clean sheets as opposed to to ten um the big thing here is that our shooting accuracy stayed around the same, 31%, but our big chances created went up to 48 a huge jump. Um, this season, however, uh, is a little different. Um, we, have <coughs> we have now moved up to 1.22 goals per match. Uh, that's a pretty significant jump, um, a huge jump, actually. Uh, And we have now moved to 1.61 goals conceded per match. Also a huge jump. Our pass accuracy has stayed the same. We have already created 22 big chances this season. Um, And interestingly, what I like the most uh, is that we have actually created, uh, we have actually hit the woodwork nine times so far this season. Uh, Last season, we hit it eight season before that we hit it six and the season before that we hit it eight so we have already hit the woodwork more times this season than any other season before uh, and of course a paltry three clean sheets so for people saying that uh, potter has has ruined the strikers we have 
Um, it seems that that's not the case. We're, we're scoring more goals than ever. Um, we're creating more big chances than ever. Um, the problem here is the shooting accuracy. Um, our shooting accuracy is now only 28%. Uh, that is the worst over the three seasons before. Um, you know, they were 31%, 31%, and 29%. The shooting accuracy has gotten worse, but we're creating more big chances and we're scoring more goals. To me, that says that our strikers are not good enough. Um, he has improved our strikers, but they are simply just not cut out for this level. And sometimes that happens. Um, and of course, the other piece is, is the defensive frailty, right? 1.61 goals conceded per match. Today, uh, after today, we have conceded 13 goals uh, out of 29 from set pieces. And if we just cut off four of those goals... So we went from 13 set-piece goals to 9 set-piece goals. We would still be one of the worst in the league for conceding set-pieces, uh, but we would actually have a better goals conceded per match than any other year. So <clears throat> we're so close. Like, it's so frustrating to know that we are so close to, to being in our best season ever. Um, and currently it's looking like one of our worst uh, in terms of, you know, underachievement. Um all that to say, there's a lot to be positive about. It shows that we're on the edge of something special. It doesn't look like we're signing anybody else per Naylor. Uh, Moises Caicedo looks like he may be inbound uh, from Ecuador, uh, but we shall see about that. Leeds is next. It's a winnable game. No doubt in my mind Leeds is winnable. After that, we have another break. We play Blackpool at home. Probably a nice game to be playing honestly uh, and then we have a massive one of Fulham at home on Tuesday the 26th of January must win that would put us well ahead of the pack because the next two is Spurs and Liverpool and that is brutal after that you've got Burnley Villa Palace West Brom through the month of February February is going to be the month that makes or breaks our Premier League season and we need to have turned that corner by then I keep saying these are going to be short podcasts, bite-sized ones. We're now at 35 minutes. So I shall see you all this weekend where I get my guest on, of course, my fan guest to, to discuss the Leeds game. Uh, and I'll speak to you all in a couple of days. Be safe.